You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here. I am kind of on a high right now. I just finished up an incredible energy healing session. So much is activating right now, and I know a lot of you are feeling that as well, which is really exciting. We've been talking about it a lot in No Bullshit Business School and BRCC, and I've just been talking to many of you about this and in Up Level. <laughs> Last week, we had such an incredible feminine activation call that was, I have no words for it, amazing. And it's really cool because I know that as so much is shifting and changing and elevating for me. Many of you are feeling that way in your own lives too. It's all happening at the same time for a reason. And it's just a really, really exciting time. And I'm super excited to share everything that's happened in the last week. I mean, today, the last week, I'm going to make a video and up level soon going in depth about what's been happening, or I might write a post. We'll see what, what I'm feeling. If you're not yet in the up-level membership, that is where I've been posting channeled messages and sharing more about my intuitive experiences and talking about all things spirituality. Did a tarot tutorial recently, and we have monthly Q&A calls. We have one coming up just in a couple of weeks here, and then also monthly activation manifestation calls. And that's what happened last week, which was so incredible. We were focusing on embracing our feminine energy and releasing any stagnant old energy. And it was a really transformational experience, I know, for many of you, which is so exciting. And I'm excited to do more. So if you're not yet in the up-level membership, make sure you check it out. Doors are open right now and they're closing August 17th. They're open for a limited time. It is a monthly membership. You can cancel anytime. And that is where all of my exclusive blog posts are. We have hundreds in there hundreds of hours of video trainings and Q&A calls related to all things intuition, manifestation, and also health and wellness, plus online course content and pre-released video podcast interviews. And of course, the community forum. We have such an incredible community of women. So if you're looking for a community of people who get you and who you can talk to about all of this kind of stuff, then that is definitely the place to be. So if you want to check it out, just go to christinaricewellness.com slash membership, and you can find all the information there. I would love to see you on the next Q&A call. Speaking of activating, <laughs> if you love all things mind, body, soul elevation, 
you have to check out one of my new favorite podcasts, Activate with Laura Holloway. This is a newer show she just launched with Soulfire Productions, the production company I work with for my podcast. And all the shows in our network are so amazing. Like, I love these people and their shows, just such an awesome community of people. And if you enjoy this podcast, definitely check out Laura's podcast. She is all about taking empowered action, aligning your mind and your heart, stripping back the layers, silencing the noise, and really just listening to your heart and intuition. So if you like to dig deep and you want to get out of your own way, then make sure you check out Activate with Laura Holloway. You can find it on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. I was definitely in a podcast rut for a while and getting kind of bored with a lot of them. And I have totally updated my subscription library and am very happy with the upgrades. And it's just making my daily walks that much better. That being said, let's talk about today's podcast topic, which is related to business. But you know, I'm going to bring the woo woo into it because business and energetics are intimately connected. But what I want to talk about today are the seven things that helped me push past the six-figure mark in my business. I think this is a really common place where people get stuck. When you first start off as an entrepreneur, you're typically going after hitting that six-figure mark to start. And then I know for me and a lot of people that I work with, you kind of hit this block sometimes pushing past that six-figure mark. So for me, it was like just feeling stuck between like 100,000 and 150,000 for a while and just not really knowing how to push past it. And I know a lot of people get stuck there as well. There are certain steps in business where you might feel like you just kind of, you made it there and then you're just like in the mud and you don't know where to go next. And I think that mark tends to be a common one for people. So I wanted to talk about what helped push me past that mark so I could move into mid six figures and beyond. So I've narrowed it down to my top seven things. There are more than seven things, but I think these were the most important. And even if you are a new entrepreneur, I think these will be very helpful for you, obviously, because you can apply them at really any point in business. But I was really just trying to think about what helped me push past that point because I've been talking to quite a few clients who feel stuck there. And I know other people are too. So hopefully this gives you some inspiration on how you can start adjusting things in your own business. So number one, accepting I would not get everything done and being a savage with my time. I'm counting those as one thing. It was a really important mindset shift. And when you start getting into higher levels of business, I'll say a lot of it is mindset and energy shifts. But for me, just really surrendering and realizing I'm not going to get it all done. As your business grows and there are more moving parts and more people to be communicating with, it is just not as easy to finish everything in a day like you could when you were first starting your business and there wasn't as much to do. So for me to really push past that 100K to 150K mark and move beyond that, I really just had to totally surrender to that, fully accept that I was not going to get everything done and instead focus on prioritizing what needed to get done and what would make me feel most successful every day. 
So knowing, hey, I'm not going to get everything on my to-do list done. It's just not going to happen. But what are the three things, the two to three things that if I get these done today, I'm going to feel like I moved the needle. And those are always income producing activities. I'm not even including that as a point in this of focusing on income producing activities because I feel like you can't hit six figures if you're if you're not doing that. But I mean, I say this all the time, but you have to be a savage with your time. And this isn't even just about your to-dos for business, but it also has to do with your personal life and really prioritizing what in your personal life is most important to you. So I definitely changed a lot of relationships. I think before when my business wasn't as far along, I was able to be there for so many people and go to so many things. And then as my business grew and it required more energy for me, I'm just managing more people and more projects. I needed more downtime for myself and really realized how important my self-care practices are because if I am not a well-oiled machine, then the business, it doesn't run. If I don't take care of myself, then everything falls apart. So I have to take care of myself. So I'm doing my best work and able to fully show up for the people who work with me and for my clients, of course. So I stopped going to things that I didn't really want to go to. I didn't put all of my energy into as many relationships. I just couldn't sustain that many relationships that were that close. So I kind of just had to spend less time on certain outside relationships, which is, you know, it can be sad, but also had to be done because just because I really needed to prioritize my me time. And along those lines, being a savage with my time in terms of, okay, how much time am I spending on all of the different tasks I do? Just being totally honest, a lot more emails had to get left unread. I really had to focus on the things that are going to move the needle in my business and couldn't spend time doing busy work and really had to have that CEO mindset of, if I do not have to do this, then either somebody else can do it or it's not going to get done. And then really scheduling out my time. I mean, if you saw my Google calendar, you'd probably freak out. My <laughs> people see it freak out. But this is what what makes it work. And most of my friends are the same way. And it it's like, you know, if I'm going to have a phone call with somebody, it's in the Google calendar. If I'm hanging out with somebody, it's in the Google calendar. And it is far in advance. And I started planning everything in advance. And most people in my life know if they need to get a hold of me, they need to ask very well in advance. If somebody texts me something that they can Google, they usually know I'm not going to respond to it. And really just respecting my own time so that other people were as well. So this means not allowing other people to take my time away. Like, you know, if somebody is trying to get a hold of me and take my time when it's not scheduled in, just not allowing that because that's on me if I do allow someone to do that. So just a lot of mental shifts around time and being very organized and scheduling things out and just saying, you know, this is what has to get done. You have to kind of emotionally detach from some of it. And this is still the hardest piece of it for me. I find myself running into this on different levels as my business continues to grow. I think the time piece can be difficult to balance and I will get in periods of time where I'm really good about it and then others where I get kind of caught up and then you have to reel it back. And this is also a really common block like when you get to seven figures you have to rewire this again, but 
pushing past that six figure mark, I definitely had to just surrender to the fact that I wasn't going to get it all done. So what was I going to prioritize? How was I going to manage my time? And it was just really important for me to get used to the fact that my to-do list was going to go unfinished because I write very long to-do lists. And that's where it came down to looking at everything on there and picking the two to three things that had to get done and doing those first and not letting anybody else get in the way. Which also meant though sometimes, you know, pushing pushing deadlines and pushing launches and moving things around time-wise. But that is the benefit of owning your business is you get to control the schedule. And if you want to push something, change the launch date, you are allowed to do that. So not everything always goes perfectly. Sometimes dates need to be pushed and that's okay. I think it's really important to hold yourself accountable and try and stick to deadlines. But if something has to be readjusted, especially so that you can show up in the best way possible, then it is definitely worth it to move things around. So that is the first thing that helped me push past that six-figure mark was just accepting I wasn't going to get it all done and being a savage with my time. And related to that is number two, which is outsourcing more. When you first start your business, you want to learn to do everything yourself and you can do most of it yourself if you if you want to learn. But then there hits a point where you can't really be leading your business and doing admin work at the same time. And so I think the most common first hire would be for a VA, for an assistant, or I mean, I guess we could say web developer, designer that might come earlier on. But when I think outsourcing, I really think of a VA and someone who can handle admin work, scheduling, if you produce content, maybe creating graphics or editing videos, doing sales pages, for some people, email marketing. There are VAs for everything. And you hit a point where you just got to outsource. And I know for me, for a while, I was really resistant to outsourcing just because I have very high standards for myself and my business. And I wanted to make sure that everything was consistent and I knew I could do it right if I did it. And I felt like I could do it better than anyone else because it was my business. And it almost felt like too much of a headache to teach somebody else what I already did, but it's not sustainable. And if you really want to grow a big business, you can't do everything yourself forever. Plus energetically, I realized I had so much more energy when I outsourced the things that I didn't like doing. There were so many things that I didn't really like doing, some of them, some of which I actually dreaded, but I continued to do them because in my head I thought, well, why would I pay someone to do this when it only takes me one to two hours a week or it's not that big a deal? But what I realized was honestly, every hour counts. And so if I can outsource that thing that I don't really like, even though it only takes me an hour or two a week, that gives me more time to do other things that are going to drive the needle or simply to rest, which will allow me to show up better in the rest of the business. It also just meant less things on my mind. And I have found that when my mind feels really clutter, I, I feel like there's so much going on in my mind. Like, oh, got to do this, then that, then that. I feel very scattered. And when that happens, I'm very unproductive. And so for me to be productive, I need to feel like I have a clear mind and really clear goals. And when I have 
15 different things floating around in my brain, it kind of just stunts me and paralyzes me. And I feel like I can't get that much done. So it was very worth it for me to outsource more just to have some mental clarity and know that other things were getting done. And really just in terms of manifestation and stepping into that CEO mindset, do you think the CEO is doing admin work? No. And as my business has grown, I have had to see myself more and more like the talent. I hate saying that, but really just to help me frame what I should and shouldn't be spending time on, even though there are many things in my business I could do, but it is worth it for me to outsource that. And also I need to be putting my energy into the creative side and leading the business and really doing the coaching. At this point in my business, I'm the one coaching, I am the one creating content, but everything that I do not have to do, everything else, all of the backend work needs to be outsourced. It took me a hot minute to accept this and start hiring out, but as soon as I did, I am now kind of obsessed with outsourcing, I will outsource anything I don't have to do. It saves me so much mental space, so much time. And I would rather pay someone else who will do a better job because they actually enjoy it instead of suffer through it and not want to do it and rather be spending my time or energy elsewhere. So depending on the task to me thinking, okay, well, I'll give this to an expert, so to speak. For example, I don't need to be my own graphic designer when I'm not trained in graphic design. I can have somebody else do that kind of thing because they actually enjoy it and they do a better job. And for other tasks, knowing that if I spend some time upfront training some someone in certain tasks, it might take me more time at the beginning, but in the long run, it's going to save me so much mental space and time. So it is worth it at the beginning to train people to do certain tasks and that allows the business to move more smoothly. But I would say if you are feeling stuck at that six figure mark or in that, in that hundred K to 150 K area, and you're not already outsourcing, you need to start outsourcing, hire a virtual assistant. There are VAs that specialize in all different types of tasks, depending on what you need. I mean, I think at the minimum doing like the admin, the scheduling, all of the things that you don't, you don't need to be doing all of the in-between communication there, definitely outsource, at least try it out. You can always try it out and you can go back to doing what you were doing before, but you can't scale your business trying to do every piece of it. There's just not enough time in a day and you need to save your energy and mental space. If there was ever a time for online shopping, It is now, and I want to tell you about one of my favorite companies that I have been obsessed with ever since I discovered their products, and that is Public Goods, today's sponsor. You know, I'm very picky about the products I use, and that is why I love Public Goods. It is the one-stop shop for household products that are affordable, sustainable, and healthy. They have home products, personal care products, and pantry staples all in one place, so you don't have to buy from a bunch of single product brands. You can get all of your essentials in one place. Super high quality products with a great aesthetic, I will say. Very on brand for me. 
And they take the time to ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of any unhealthy ingredients or harmful additives that are really common in most products today at drugstores and grocery stores. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, innovative products like organic pesto sauce, tree-free paper products, and sulfate-free shampoo. They have literally everything. I have all of their spices now. I've totally switched over to Public Goods spices. Love them. I'm obsessed with their toothpaste and floss. You know how hard it is to find non-toxic toothpaste that truly works and cleans your teeth. This stuff is the best. I also use their organic tampons, their eco-friendly toilet paper, recycled paper towels, their laundry detergent pods, their wool dryer balls, their fabric softener sheets. They have basically everything I need to supply my home with non-toxic, eco-friendly products that perform better than anything else I've tried. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers, which I love. And you can make your first purchase with no obligation at all. What's even better is that they plant one tree for every order placed, and they've planted over 100,000 trees since September of 2019. And of course, we have a special offer for you. You can get $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will love their products that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. So all you have to do is go to publicgoods.com CRW or use the code CRW at checkout. Again, that's publicgoods.com, P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash C-R-W, and you'll get $15 off your first order. I cannot wait for you to try all things public goods. This company has changed my life, and I know you'll be as obsessed with it as I am. So let's move on to number three. The third thing I did to push past the six-figure mark with my business was reframing my ideal client and speaking to someone different, speaking to somebody who had a better money mindset. And anyone who's my client knows that I spend a lot of time in business coaching talking about their ideal client and really understanding the ideal client, getting in their head and knowing their language and knowing their limiting beliefs and their fears and their objections and knowing that all up front so you can speak to the person that you really want to talk to and not speak to the person who you think you have to talk to or who you naturally fall into talking to. No, deciding who your ideal client is and speaking to that person. And before I had the clarity of who that person was, I was speaking to someone who had a lot of limiting beliefs around money and who really wasn't ready to invest in their health. They weren't really ready to heal And that was on me. That was in the language I used and the energy I was putting out. And so when I, I had that clarity of, okay, who is my ideal client and how, how should I actually be talking to them? That changed everything. And so if you find yourself attracting in clients who say they can't afford it, who aren't ready right now, who have a lot of limiting beliefs around money and look, the money limiting beliefs, it's something that it comes up at different levels at a certain point. I mean, I don't really hit that really anymore because most people, if they want to run a business, <laughs> they know they have to invest. So it's a little different right now, but I definitely have noticed a shift in energy healing where people used to have limiting beliefs around money and pricing, and I've increased my pricing greatly. And now I don't really ever get that objection. 
But it was really relevant for me when I was pushing past that six-figure mark because I was still doing nutrition coaching and I kept attracting in clients that were not ready to invest in themselves. And I looked at my messaging and the energy I was putting out and really changed who my ideal client was. And I no longer was talking to struggling college women. I was instead talking to women in their 20s and 30s who had been struggling with their health and were ready to invest in themselves and really wanted it to be the last time they invested in themselves. And so that allowed me to shift my messaging, my verbiage, and the way I communicated and my energy. And then I attracted in a different type of client that allowed me to continue to raise my prices. And it wasn't an issue, which also overlapped with me just stepping into my worth and the value of the offerings I provided. And as I increased my pricing, my clients were getting better and better results because I'm, I mean, that container is, is so important. So reframing my ideal client and speaking to her, the person I wanted to be speaking to as someone who was running a business past that six-figure mark. So that was a big one for me. And I think that the ideal client research and understanding of your ideal client is just so overlooked in business. And all of my clients who go through that process with me always say how much it helps them whenever they get stuck in their businesses. It helps so much to go back and really rework who your ideal client is and really get in their head and see how your messaging does or does not align with that person. The fourth thing I did to push past that six-figure mark was focus more on groups. You can definitely build a six-figure coaching business with a one-on-one model. This is what I teach people to do in my No Bullshit Business School program because I do personally think it is really important if you're a coach to start off with that one-on-one experience so that if and when you want to move into any group coaching or programs, it's relatively easy to make that jump. It can be pretty difficult, I think, to provide a quality group coaching experience or create a quality program if you don't have one-on-one experience coaching. It's it's pretty seamless if you move from one-on-one into groups. But when you focus on groups, obviously you can work with a lot more people in a lot less time. And so that can be a very helpful shift for your business. And if you add in multiple group programs or DIY offerings, then that allows you to work with even more people at once. With the one-on-one model, you do hit a cap on your time at some point. I do think, you know, if you do it properly and depending on what your energy levels are like, you can get up to 200K potentially with that model. But I think there are more efficient ways to do it. I mean, you can definitely hit hit six figures and get up to 150K with that. Uh, but moving far past that, you got to find a way to see more people in less time. So this is where group groups come in. And this is, you know, for me, starting with my Paleo Woman Lifestyle program, I ran that as a group coaching program. And then I also had that available as a DIY course, really helped push my business further. And with the group, as you 
continue to run it and get the hang of things, you can continue to grow groups and scale them so that you can get more and more people into your group coaching. But it is definitely helpful to have some containers that look like you seeing anywhere between, you know, even five people at a time up to 30 or 40 or 50, depending on your offering, once or twice a week for an hour. And if that's something you can run pretty regularly throughout the year, that can really boost your income. So instead of adding another one-on-one client, use that extra hour or two a week and work with people in a group coaching program, whether that is three people or 10 or 20 or 30. This also leads me into the fifth thing that helped me push past six figures of my business, which was scaling my passive income streams and creating more verticals. So creating more verticals, this is related to creating group coaching. That can be another vertical, but I still kind of think of that as all coaching. But I mean, think about it logically. If you have one vertical and you do everything you can to scale it, at some point, it could be too big a beast or you might not have the manpower to continue scaling it or it might lose its magic if it's too big. And so obviously what's going to help bump up your income more quickly is to add in another vertical. And if you don't have a huge team, how do you do that is working on scaling passive income streams. So this could be an online course, a DIY course where people can purchase any time and go through it on their own time. And it's just something that you create once and then people can buy it. No more time on your end. That can be a passive income stream. That's really helpful for me. Also adding in my membership, which I think is partially passive and partially not, but it's just content I really enjoy and love creating. And it's something that has changed a lot over time. And at first that that started as a paid for newsletter, and then it turned into a membership where people could have a library of all of the articles I was putting out. And then now it has turned into something bigger, but that was just something that people could purchase at a lower price point and get in the door, get some extra information and There is so much in the membership at this point, and there has been for a while, where it felt passive because somebody could pop in the membership and just have hundreds and hundreds of hours of content to already go through without me having to create anything new. But besides that, I mean, really one of the most important passive income streams for me is Beauty Counter. And again, this is partially passive partially not, (laughs) but my beauty counter business has always been something that has been a really nice extra staple form of income for me. And I started my business when I was in college and I loved having a beauty counter business in college because I didn't want, you know, a regular college job. I needed a job. I wanted a job. I needed to pay for all of my, uh, all of my medical expenses. And it was totally on my own time. I didn't have to be available at certain hours. I loved the independence it gave me. And it's basically like entrepreneurship in a box. And ever since I tried Beauty Counter, I've been using all of the products I recommended to people anyway. And when I was seeing nutrition clients, part of the process of improving their health was always making sure that their personal care products were non-toxic. And so having Beauty Counter to recommend went pretty seamlessly. So I felt like if I'm going to be recommending it anyway, I might as well be making commission. 
and I was so passionate about the mission and just started building my business. And then at some point it started to feel very passive where I've built a type of business where even if I don't do anything really for my beauty counter business at this point, I'll still get a nice paycheck in the mail. Well, not really in the mail, but you know what I mean every month. And I will make even more if I put extra effort into things. So I had to build it up to the point where it could feel more passive. But it is nice to know that if a month went by where I couldn't do a single thing for my business, I would still get a paycheck. I have built amazing clientele and a really great team and things run pretty smoothly now. I have a lot of it automated in the sense of knowing exactly what has to get done. It doesn't feel like as much extra work and it's very seamless for me to, I don't even consider it advertising for it because I mean, I'm, I'm basically a walking advertisement for it. I use all the skincare, all the makeup and (laughs) I tell everyone about it. So I just think that beauty counter is a no brainer if for anyone who's in the health and wellness space and they recommend non-toxic personal care products to people. I don't know why not everyone is a beauty counter (laughs) consultant or even if you're not a coach. I mean, I just say that because it's a really seamless addition and a nice form of passive income. You're probably going to be recommending people switch over anyway, but anyone who's looking to become an entrepreneur and is interested and non-toxic personal care. It just feels like a no-brainer form of passive income to me. And this was also similar with doTERRA, which I'm not as involved with anymore. I still use all of the essential oils. I just don't really focus on the business side as much, but I would use so many of the essential oils in my healing protocols with clients that, again, it just felt like a no-brainer because they were going to need these essential oils anyway for certain protocols. So might as well get some commission for it. And there were other affiliate brands that have been a nice form of passive income. My blog is a helpful form of passive income. And I don't make a ton like in the scheme of things off of my blog, but it is a good chunk of change just in terms of affiliate links on there things on my shop page. It's all of my favorite products, some of which are affiliate links, others just so that my code is up there because I love the product. Just because I have a code doesn't mean it's an affiliate link, just FYI. But those were helpful additional income streams as well. But then for me, my eBooks, and I mean, I could have a whole episode about eBooks. For most people, eBooks aren't of super sizable income stream, mine have always given me a good chunk of money and especially if you can continue to pump out content. So that's another vertical that's really helpful and just very passive. But the point is over the years, adding in more verticals, different parts of the business, different different income streams and trying to create more and more that are less time for me because There's only so much time in a day. So what can I create that I can create one time and can help people for years to come? That is incredibly helpful to add into your business, but you don't want to add in too much. You want to make sure you can really give it the time and and care to properly market it and nurture it and let people know about it. But creating more verticals is very helpful and adding in things that can be passive income so you don't have to be actively working on it. This is how huge bloggers make their money, right? Websites with 
advertisements. It's a little less reachable now if you're just starting, but I think that is a very tangible example for people. But I would say the top ones would be DIY courses, online pro- programs, and ebooks and a business like BD Kenner that you can build out so that much of it is passive and it can be passive if you if you want it to be that way. If you feel like you have tried literally everything to clear your acne and it still is not going away, that's exactly why I teamed up with the founders of ClearStem Skincare, Kaylee Clark and Danielle Gronich to bring you our Ditch Your Acne course. I struggled for years with acne and it took a huge toll on my self-confidence and I know what it's like to try literally every product out there, every treatment, every supplement, every diet, and feel like you still are not getting results. It is so, so frustrating. And that's why we have created this course to give you answers and allow you to take your power back into your own hands and clear your skin for good. If you already live a really healthy lifestyle and you take all the right supplements and you eat a super clean diet, then sometimes it can feel even more frustrating. And that's why I'm so excited about this course because you're going to finally get answers. In our Ditch Your Acne course, we cover what acne really is and its five main causes. And you might not realize how all five of these causes could be contributing to your breakouts. We also discuss products, all of the products that lead to breakouts, which includes a lot of these non-toxic products that many of you might be using and why those could actually trigger even more acne and what the perfect skincare regimen actually looks like. We also dive deep into all things nutrition. We talk about the different macronutrients and how those affect our skin health, specific acne triggering foods, including healthy foods, and exactly what to eat to clear up your skin. We also dive into all of the supplements that could be breaking you out, as well as the ones that help to clear your acne. And this module blows people's minds because a lot of the supplements that many of us take to maintain our health that everyone recommends could be breaking you out. We also dive deep into gut health and how to support your microbiome, how the gut affects the skin, and also addressing any underlying gut issues that could be contributing to your breakouts. And we dive deep into hormones and how they affect your skin. You've probably heard or even said, oh, it's just hormonal acne. That might not just be the case. There's a lot, lot to this. And we even talk about scarring, how to get rid of scarring, reducing inflammation, and all of the alternative therapies that can help your skin and the ones that do not work. You also get a bonus Q&A with the acne guru herself, Danielle Gronich. So if you're ready to clear your skin for good, you are done with the breakouts and you just want to get to the root cause and take a truly holistic approach, this course is for you. You can check it out by going to bit.ly slash ditch your acne. That's bit.ly slash ditch your acne. And you can use the code wellness realness for 15% off. Again, that's bit B-I-T dot L-Y slash ditch your acne. And the code wellness realness will get you 15% off. This is the answer if you are ready to clear your skin for good at the root cause level. And as you go through the modules, snap a picture and tag me on Instagram so I can see what you're learning, and which knowledge bombs are blowing your mind. Let's move on to number six, the sixth thing that helped me push past 
at six figure mark was manifestation. You knew that was coming. All of the energetics, all of the woo woo stuff. I mean, all of my random manifesting money hacks. I go all into these in no bullshit business school with my business coaching clients. All this stuff. I just started. I just started doing it. I started really focusing on my abundance mindset, manifesting in abundance. Check out my podcast about manifesting in more money. There are a few in there and just doing a lot of energetic work and deeper work around my abundance mindset and very intentionally working on manifesting money and being clear about what I wanted to bring in and brain rewiring around this specifically was a complete game changer. I know I've talked about it before, but it really was focusing on my business with brain rewiring. (laughs) I mean, the things I visualized have all come true and it is such a powerful tool. So brain rewiring, getting into all of the limiting beliefs and rewiring those and just really shifting my frequency and my energy to be in alignment with a larger business brought me in more money. So you really have to be in alignment with that and shift your energy to be there, which also relates back to stepping into CEO mindset and really living like you are running a seven-figure business, how would that person make decisions? How would that person show up in the world? How would that person spend their time? How would that person invest in their business? Really starting to live like you have it so that it can come in and that meant outsourcing more. And like I said, reframing who my ideal client really was and creating more verticals. I mean, These are all parts of taking aligned action, action in alignment with what you are trying to attract in, which is a key piece of manifestation. But I did a lot around gratitude for money and for my business and for my clients and a lot of seeing money around me, like having a lot of money, money physically in my ecosystem, cleaning up my wallet a lot with different crystals and like crystal ceremonies and intuitive work around opening up abundance blocks. So this is, I use the same process with clients now when we do like abundance focused Reiki sessions, opening up abundance blocks. And really a lot of it is rooted in the root chakra, but that can be connected to often the sacral or it it can be rooted in uh, the solar plexus or the throat. So it depends on the person, but a lot with opening up the root chakra. So all of the money manifestation hacks, affirmations, brain rewiring, visualization, and energy work around this really, really shifted things. And I've talked about this before, or Rachel and I have talked about this before, but if I could only focus on one piece of my business and it's either strategy or shifting my energy, the the energetics, brain rewiring, manifestation piece, I would focus on the latter because I think it's more powerful. I mean, this is why there are some people who don't know what the hell they're doing and somehow they make a shit ton of money. And then there are people who learn so much, have so much knowledge, work their asses off, do the steps perfectly. They think they're taking all the right steps. They do it all by the books perfectly, quote unquote, perfectly. They're hustling, they're grinding, and they're still not getting what they want because their energy isn't there. Why does it work out for some people and not for others? People aren't just lucky. 
their energy is there. And that doesn't necessarily mean like people think that that means, oh, you have to be a happy, positive person. It's not about that. It's it's rewiring your subconscious so that you don't have any limiting beliefs around getting what you want, believing that you're worth it, living in alignment with heading down that path to get what you want and raising your frequency so that it is a vibrational match, which is something that I talked about in last week's Q&A episode about the law of attraction. So many billionaires talk about this, just their gratitude for their money and their habits around their money and how the way they treat money affects their ability to make more. This is why the mindset work, the personal development work really should not be overlooked in business. And I was just talking to the woman in no bullshit biz school about this last week. We were talking about how to be a good coach. And I was just saying, I think that this is one of the most important things for your business is investing in personal development. You have to keep investing in yourself and growing as a person for your clients to be a better coach because they cannot expand past where you've expanded. And you'll always continue to learn new skills if you do that. But also because that does overlap with your relationship with abundance and your energy around money. Are you a vibrational match for money or not? Are you living from a place of fear and scarcity or love and abundance? I talk about this a lot, but this question will clarify so much for you in your own life. If with every decision you ask yourself, am I making this decision from a place of fear or a place of love? Am I making this decision from a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? And it's not just about money there. That is a big piece of it. For example, if you're not outsourcing because you're trying to save money for your business, well, what kind of message do you think that's sending to the universe? That's sending the message that you don't think that your business is going to bring in enough revenue to cover that versus when I'm outsourcing, I'm thinking, all right, yeah, I'll put money into this because it's going to save me time and energy and I'm just going to get that money back tenfold. But this also has to do with relationships in your life. Do you keep people around who are energy vampires because you have a scarcity mindset in the sense of you think that you won't find any other friends or you need them or you don't know what you'll do without them. You think that no one better is going to come along. That's a scarcity fear-based mindset or with food, do you always buy the cheaper option because you're trying to penny pinch, even though you know you could buy the other one that you really want that might be better for your health? Are you saying yes to every client, even though some of them you're a little iffy about if you want to work with them because you're nervous that you're not going to get more clients coming your way, that is fear-based scarcity mindset. The universe always provides when you are living your purpose, when you're in full alignment, when you trust, the universe will provide. Every no brings you closer to a better yes. So it's just really important that when you make decisions in every area of your life, ask yourself if the decision is being made from a place of fear or love, Is the decision being made from a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? This is really important to ask yourself because you can take the same action with a very different intention 
with a very different reason for taking that action and get a very different result simply because of that intention. And I bring this up because some people think that they have a really abundant mindset and maybe they do with all things related to money, but it's not just about money. Maybe they have scarcity mindset when it comes to family or friends, sharing things. It can show up in so many different areas of your life. So really checking in there. So for me, this was just kind of this complete overhaul of my mindset and really getting out of victim mindset. And don't get me wrong, I am far from perfect, but I have a lot more awareness now around things and I've done a lot to shift my energy. And so now I have the tools to be able to catch myself and reframe things and get out of it if I fall into any of those traps. And as my frequency has changed, which has also gone along with doing a lot of different energy work and just vibrational work, energy healing has shifted that too. As my frequency has has raised, my vibration has changed. I am able to attract in different people, different opportunities that have opened up a lot of doors for me. And I really, really have noticed a clear difference in myself and my business, the opportunities that come my way from all of the energetic manifestation work I have done. I really, really think that this is so, so crucial. And if you are interested in scaling your business and growing a much larger business and you don't want to absolutely kill yourself getting there, this is what is going to make the world of a difference. And I'm not saying you don't have to work. Yes, you have to put in work, but it'll be a lot easier. It will flow a lot more easily. Things will just kind of fall into place and fall into your lap when your energy is in alignment with what you want. And if you are sitting at that six-figure mark or, you know, like I was saying, 100K to 150K and you just can't get past it, if you are angry, nervous, scared, resentful, jealous of other people, then that's a clear sign that you need to do this type of work. Now, the seventh thing that really helped me push past that six-figure mark is related to the, the previous point, but that was hiring a high level business coach. And I have multiple business coaches now. And I think every entrepreneur needs a business coach. I think mentorship is so important. And I mean, I overlap this with personal development, but I think just mentorship, whether business coaching, personal development, coaching of any kind, they go hand in hand. But this is the most important money I put into my business is in my personal growth and development and I consider business coaching to be a part of that. This is my biggest expense for my business. I spend a lot of money on this every month, but it is the most crucial and really moves the needle. And every time I make a big investment in business coaching, I make all of that money back and more. But here's the thing with getting a business coach. They have to hold the container for you that's going to allow you to expand. And so if you're working with a coach, depending on what type of coach they are, just knowing when you outgrow them. And maybe then you need to move to somebody who holds just kind of a larger container for you. It's a different type of energy. I've definitely noticed this having to kind of 
move up and or a good coach will know when you're ready to move on to the next step and will let you know that. I mean, that's a good sign. They they did their job or depending on that coach's experience level or what they offer, then they will shift your container, expand your container to make sure you are not outgrowing. And I recently hit this point with my business coach where she was like, okay, we need to shift the container in. We need to change the offering. We need to call it something different. Uh, We need to adjust the pricing because otherwise you just outgrow it. And this relates back to pricing and how pricing is so important to make sure that our clients get results is that we're pricing things properly. As your business grows, it's important in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure every high-level coach would agree with me, that you're paying more and more for business coaching just to, to make sure that you're still having the same energetic effect. If you're making a shit ton of money and you're only paying $2,000 a month for business coaching, is it really pushing you anywhere? Not really. So there's the whole energy behind the money, but then also just the the coach themselves and how deep they go with you, how much they can push you, how much they can stretch you. How are they continuing to grow your business versus just feeling like you see them however often for check-ins and update them and they give tips here and there and personal encouragement, but they're not really empowering you to push further and move past what you think are your limits? Are they continuing to push you outside of your comfort zone and think on a deeper level? Trust me, you'll know, but you shouldn't feel stagnant with your coach. You should feel fully supported. And I just know too many people who stick with business coaches after they have far outgrown them and then their businesses don't continue to grow. And I plan on creating a full post soon about what to look for in a business coach, just because I see so many people waste a lot of money on them. And what I will say is that it's really important that the coach you work with has built the type of business that you want to build, in my opinion, or has some type of intimate experience with it. For example, maybe they worked at a company for a long time that does the same type of thing that you are trying to build and they understood how the whole company worked and was built, even if they weren't the owner themselves, if that that makes sense. But it's really important, in my opinion, that the person has experience building that type of business. But really, back to what I'm saying is, you know, what helped me push past six figures was hiring a high-level business coach that would continue to stretch me and get me outside of my comfort zone, which is not easy to do. (laughs) And I think everybody should have a coach. Everybody I know who has an admirable business has a mentor, if not two or three. And for me, I have different types of business coaches. (laughs) I have multiple business coaches that can help me with different parts of my business. And I look for people who have built the type of business I want to build and also who are very spiritual. And I think that is also, you know, with my clients, one of the benefits is getting that blend of the marketing, the strategy, but also (laughs) the intuitive pieces and teaching them how to tap into their own intuition and rewire those subconscious brain patterns that may be holding them back and shift their energy so that they can manifest what they want into their lives. It's really, really cool stuff. 
So those are the seven main things that really helped me push past that six-figure mark. I know that's a really common place for people to get stuck for a bit before kind of moving on to the next level. And I remember being there, which is why I am hoping that these tips help you move the needle as well. I also just wanted to let you know that I'm opening up enrollment for the next round of No Bullshit Business School on Monday, August 3rd. There are quite a few people on the wait list already, which is really awesome. You can sign up for the wait list right now and be one of the first to be alerted when doors are open. This is a three-month program that is designed to teach you from A to Z how to build a six-figure online coaching business. So if you're any type of coach, whether that is an NTP, a health coach, a trainer, an energy healer, I teach you how to build your dream online six-figure coaching business. It is a very jam-packed program. You learn so much in this program. What most people learn in like five to 10 years of business coaching, I have squeezed into three months. It is so much fun. You will meet lifelong friends and become a completely different person. It is deep work. It is a lot of kick-ass marketing strategy, all things Instagram marketing. Plus I talk about how to coach, how to actually be a good coach. And of course, all of the energetics of business and manifestation and bringing in abundance. We cover it all and you can find all of the information at christinaricewellness.com. And if you click on that business tab at the top, it will take you to the page to sign up for the waitlist. The program officially starts October 5th. There are limited spaces available. It is a group coaching program, but very interactive. I am super involved and get to know and love my clients so very dearly. So I would love to have you there. If this calls to you, apply for the waitlist, hop on a call, see if it's the right fit. I'm really excited to make some more magic with this next round of women in No Bullshit Biz School. It lights me up. So again, you can get on the wait list if you head to christinaricewellness.com and click the business tab. All of the information is on the No BS Biz School page. And that wraps it up for today's show. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget you can connect with other podcast listeners on our free Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, and you can get exclusive behind the scenes content related to my life and the show on my private Instagram page, Wellness Realness Crew. All you have to do to get access to that is DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating interview to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. And when I get that and a request to follow, I will accept and you will get access to the page. That's going to be it for today's show. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.